Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, I'm doing well. It's a another fun day in the volley cave and uh what's the latest with you how's the fam oh, fam's doing wonderful charlie's growing right. she's uh adorable laughing smiling it's getting really really cute so good stuff you show me the picture oh we gotta we gotta post, post that picture we gotta, oh yeah we, we gotta, gotta figure she's she's <laughs> gotta be part of it somehow yeah right. she's so adorable but yeah and you guys into the heart of your season got some yeah yeah we're uh we're gonna open up this week and uh See ourselves first home matches, so it was an exciting time. Really, really cool. So, we got a exciting episode in store for everyone. Um, but before we get into, it, I just want to say, hey, we're presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball. They're great. They can go check them out. I'm sporting the AOC shirt. Today. Rocking the AOC shirt yep, today. That's it. Uh, they've been good to us, and um, I just we appreciate them a lot. And it's a great resource for any coaches. So check yeah, it out. I'm on that thing all the time now. I go home after practice. Oh my gosh, we got to get better. <laughs> what it's, do these coaches do it's just good it's just good you're gonna find something you like on yeah. there and i'm on that all the time too so anyways just a little tidbit to start what is the skill of the week the skill is a little different is it really a coaching skill okay and it's teaching the game using the net without mayhem <laughs> i love this topic okay. i love it this teaching is a- the game using the net without mayhem because usually you think wait a minute once we start going over the net it's just i l- completely lose control and there's mayhem, and I'm not sure kids are getting better and learning the game. How do we do it? Yep. Well, I'll tell you. I, I, once again, you got 10 steps last time. I'm going back to 10 steps. 10 steps. 10 Let's steps. Do it. First one, we're starting one-on-one, Davis. Okay. We're starting one-on-one. And so this is, you know, it reminded me, we had a little uh, clinic that my high school team did for nativity prep. Okay. And we had some kids come in, they're middle school age, and they had never played volleyball. Okay. And so how do we do it? Well, we start over the net. So we catch toss themselves and set it over oh so that's the first thing we do okay it's just one-on-one yes one-on-one so catch toss to yourself and push it over with your hands i love it so we start with some basic things and once they do that then we say okay well in volleyball you can't catch it at your chest because that's depth right that's the one place but in every other sport you want the ball at your chest okay you play basketball you catch at your chest football baseball everything's right at your chest but this at your chest it's death for us. Right. So we have to catch the no with our length. elbows extended down by our knee pads. Oh, I love it. And so we catch down by our knee pads, self-toss, set it over. Okay. That's it. Can I, before you can even go further, I'm like literally beaming. If you're on the, on the uh, YouTube, you'll see this. This is pumping me up so much because I think there's this kind of, t- there's this, coaches don't believe that they can play over the net right away. Yep. And they absolutely can. And it gets the kids pumped on volleyball and they can start younger. I'm getting so excited. Yep. I'm sorry. You got to do it. We got to get it. I love Charlie's, it. Charlie's ready to go. <laughs> get her one of the little light balls, the super lights. She's get her tossing to and yep. pushing it over. Yep. I love it. Yep. Okay, let's go. Okay, so once they catch toss set, okay. then they pass. And when you pass, the first pass is pass to yourself, I love it. catch it, and then set it over. Yes. Pass to yourself, catch it, 
and then toss and set it over. I love it. And so once again, it, we're being controlled and we're taking it step by step. Very cool. Once they can do that, we're still in the one-on-one and let's take away the catching. So now we're okay. playing two contact. And as soon as they can get to it, they pay two contacts. So pass to yourself, set over the net. Pass to yourself, set over the net. You know, we'll start with doubles and then maybe put a third person there. Hey, whoever loses the rally goes out. Other person comes in. Person who's doing the best gets to stay in and play more. We can give tutorials to kids who go out. But they can do those. You know, you can get three or four kids doing that on. So, you know, eight oh, yeah. kids on a court just playing a little bit of, you know, two contact. So can I under add, control. I love it. Can I just add a little tidbit yep. here? My good friend, Sean, who runs, who loves going over the net, who's excellent with. Little yeah, kids. no, Sean, Sean is awesome. Sean Thomas. Um, he, on, on this same one, he's, he's used the name Ace Two Ball Touch. And they get booted only when they don't get two touches. Okay. So if they get one touch and lose, they they go out. So wait, did I say that wrong? They only when they get they get booted only when they get one touch or less. Okay. So if they if they lose but they use two touches, they stay on and they would cycle only if they get the one oh, touch or less. Oh, interesting. So see, I see. I'm kind of the opposite way there, okay. and we're going to talk about that okay. idea because I think a lot of times at early levels, the ball comes over on one. Right. And we got to play that and just play it. People go, oh, well, they need to hit it two times. No, in volleyball, it just has to go over the net. And we, we <laughs> have, point. so I don't like controlling it that much. And okay. that way, I'll tell you how we do later. Okay. So like once we get to that one-on-one, uh, we take away catch. I will say one other thing, though, and this is a Kessel thing, okay. which is player as net. So let's say you have this, you know, way too many players and you go, wait a minute, I only have one court, but I have 20 kids. And I can only really put eight kids along the court playing one-on-one. And he's all, well, half of them are on the court and half of them are one-on-one with a set of three with one person as a net. I love it. And you That's put so a person cool. as a net. And then just every 30 seconds you switch. You go, okay, you guys rotate around nets. And then you go, okay, that group is, you guys are self-net. You guys are on the net now. I love and that. So the, I thought that's an ingenious Kessel oh, idea. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they would like it. It'd be so yep. fun. Yeah. So then from there, that's all one-on-one. So the first three, one-on-one. one-on-one. I love and it. then once we get one-on-one pass set, then, okay, time for some doubles. And we really take them through the same progression in doubles. Okay. I mean, we can go super fast. So yes. it's first, hey, catch, toss, set over. Okay. Um, pass to yourself, partner, catch, toss, set over. Okay. And so it's just that two contact, all pass set, pass Very set. Cool. And so we just start playing doubles. Once we do that, and then we can, you know, play little games with the with doubles and we can do rally control on mini courts and we can play on short court, that little 10 on 10 court Love it. Yep. and do three of those across, or we can split them up if you want. Or uh, So once again, we're just playing those doubles games over the net. Once we get that with all the two contact pass set, now it's time to teach arm swing. Oh, yes. And we go back and we go back to one-on-one. Okay. And we go back teaching arm swing with that. Okay. So now it's catch, toss to yourself, arm swing down ball over, okay. and can your arm be carry the tray okay. and not shot put? Oh, okay. So can nice. you carry the tray but not have a shot put? So okay. this is shot put. You know, with uh, you have your, you know, hand in front of your elbow. Carry the tray means you got to lead with that elbow. Right? Yes, okay. lead with that I elbow, with that palm up. And we're not trying to hit it hard; we're just trying to hit it so a person can catch it. And so we take them through that same sequence. But now we're integrating that arm swing. So, so now we have we've had passing and setting, and now we're going to add that arm swing. Go through all that same sequence, and then after we do that, 
then we can start playing some some three on three and we play short court three on three and we can start with two contact pass set we can go two contact pass or set and then hit and i like i love two contact and because two contact you have way more opportunities to play the ball so if it's it's a faster game Absolutely. And kids have to make more decisions. It's not like, oh, well, pass, set, hit. Our game, it's, that makes sense when you have those skills. Right. But in the beginning, hey, let's figure out a way to get the ball over the net. Like and if it. we can do it in fewer touches, then there's going to be more success. Yes. So I think that's a great point. And I want to go back really quick. When we were talking about I may have explained it wrong. If you win with one over, you, you win. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, but if you lose with one, you're off. Okay. Okay. But yes. Okay. But, but we're sort of on the same page. Right. But yeah. so now I'm getting into what I was saying before. We okay. start playing that short court threes. So we'll score them in points. And so okay. we might have threes coming in and, you know, queen of the court or speed ball doing it either, you know, however we want to do it. Let's say we do it with queen of the court or whatever. Okay. Uh, let's say we have teams of three. If you score the point with one contact, you get a point. If you score with uh, two, you get two points. Three, three points. I like so it. now you're still playing yes. volleyball and you can still win on one contact, right. but Hey, if you can get three and win, you get three points, I but is it, it worse? Now you have risk reward. Now yes. you have decision-making. That's now cool. You have all those things in there. That's cool. I've also so. done where you get the bonus point for a kill. Okay. So I love bonus a four points. pointer, but yeah, I like that. Four points. Awesome. Okay. So cool. All right. Really right. So short court threes. And so we might play across the 10 foot line with three people, just okay. the 10 foot box right there. And then we play long court threes. And so once again, when you get in long court threes, we have to teach the idea of opening up. And I think that's something that's under taught okay. where, Hey, if a ball is coming over a player's head, she's got to open up and be aggressive doing that and call deep. Okay. And so that has to be integrated now into our three on three games where we have Long court, setter, player in the front row, player in the back row. Okay, okay. And then that player in the front row, any ball that goes deep, they have to open up. And I might, I've been known to kick some teams out for not opening up, Davis. (laughs) I've been known to say, I have a feeling you you may have. No, but that's cool. That's awesome. But we're trying. But in the context of a game, Absolutely. we're teaching a skill, and we'll take. We'll be slow and teach it. And then, hey, if players have a problem learning it, they're playing. Once again, this is right. all player control. Yep. Coaches aren't putting balls in play. If players can toss, they toss. If they can start to serve short court, they're serving short court. As soon as they can serve long court, they're serving long court. But once Love again, it. we're trying to, you know, really get them excited with rallies. That's cool. Hey. Once again, we're, we went from the, you know, the first three were singles, the second, uh, two up to four and five were doubles. Okay. Then we got into short court threes, number six, long court threes, number seven. Now we're in number eight. Okay. We're in full court fours. I love it. And for, um, little kids, we might cut that full court. We might make that court maybe, you know, 10 feet shorter, just play that 30, maybe by 20 feet. Uh, but we're, we're playing, we're, we're rocking and rolling with fours. Uh, in a diamond, I love diamond it. shape, setter in middle front, and we would start with two contact maybe, and we'd always start with that kind of progression. Oh, we're going to play two contact. Okay. okay. Now we're going to play three contact, pass, set, set. Okay. Now we're playing pass, set, down ball hit. And now we're playing pass awesome. sets by jump and whack it. Yes. Yeah, so cool. So I love it. So that's number eight. We're okay. in a full court fours. Then we go to full court fives. Okay. And what we do in fives, instead of that, that diamond shape, we add doubles backcourt. So now okay. we just have two hitters and then we have two backcourt people playing doubles. Oh, okay. Very okay. cool. So, and then we still have that setter in middle front. We're playing, we're playing fives. And I then finally, 
you know, not till the end, number 10, we'll add a middle, kind of a middle, middle player mm-hmm. uh, or middle, you know, it's a middle back player, but we have that player playing up Which usually in our that. system mm-hmm. because we have a setter at the net. So that takes us to six on six. And so we start with one on one to two on two to three on three and four on four, five on five. And finally, we don't get to six on six at the end. By the time we get to six on six, they've learned all that Absolutely. little stuff. So we don't have people standing around. Yes, I Love it. I'm I'm telling the listeners, if they do this, kids will have so much fun. Oh, it's fun to play volleyball. The it's rally. fun to play volleyball. I love the rally. The but, rally. I, but I think a lot of times people teach it so stagnant, you know, and well, you can actually it's... play right away. Yep, yep. And I think that's something people misunderstand. So I love that. Um, I, I just want to point out real quick, you went from fewer people, more contacts. Yep. You gradually made your way to more people, fewer contacts. Per per person and i think that's a smart way to do it these kids will get better doing this and they will actually love the game so i'm super pumped on that i think that's a great skill all right well, right it's a little on. different a little different absolutely little take what do we have uh scenario so for the what do you scenario got this is something that i see a lot of teams have uh, the scenario for the day is when you don't have a true setter okay and by true setter you can define that however you want right different coaches have different ideas of what a true setter is um but i would say to me a true setter is someone that can run the middle quick and run tempo to the pins um, and locate. You got some high standards now. I'm still <laughs> looking for my first true setter on my coaching career. <laughs> I'm, I, I think I, I would say, I just, I guess I would say awareness of those things. Okay. Right. Uh, and okay. can, can execute, execute those with some degree of okay. proficiency. Well, right? I've been trained yes, at those in things. the, in the kind of understand about those, yes. those concepts, I think. Yes, I set a high bar for these guys. Yeah, no, but I think this a lot of times, especially in high school, you don't control who you get. Oh, you know, hey, I know all about it. Right, they're going to come in and they're going to think they're whatever position, and sometimes you don't have a setter. And I saw this a bunch in these matches I watched um, this week. But the first pre-thought, okay, before we even get to the top ten, I'm going to use a top ten. Okay, um, is if you get into this situation, you're probably already a little bit in trouble. And I would use the quarterback analogy, right? We use this, this analogy that said it's the quarterback. How many football teams you know that don't have a quarterback? Um, they are in trouble if they don't, right? right? And so one of the things you got to do is before you even get to this scenario is try to avoid it, yeah. right? Train kids before they get there. Identify kids before they get there if you can. Literally even put the idea, hey, you'd make a great setter. Yeah. You know, I like. Well, I think, you know, part of. You know, if you have kids, that, you know, when they're younger, it's just, hey, you, you know, that holistic training that you're yes. always uh, espousing yes. is, is smart. Hey, have everybody do everything. Yeah. And so, hey, look at that person. That person's fast. person got, got to some balls. Yes. Some people did. And that's cool. And once again, maybe you have no idea that later on you might need that person to set. But yes. at least you're watching that and they're trained. They're not thinking of themselves, oh, I only do this. Hey, I'm a volleyball player. Yes. And, and it comes from that beach thing. It's like, hey, you can't go out the beach. You go, well, oh, I'm not a setter. Sorry. Right. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I can't set. You're yeah. not going to do, you're not going to get too yeah. many good partners doing that. Well, and you made some, you, you made a great point in there. You know, make setting fun, make setting cool. Yeah. Like setting is cool, but it doesn't get the attention it deserves. So that's why a lot of times there's not setters. Yep. You know, like everyone sees the big kill and they want to be that big hitter. But setting is actually really, really fun. Um, so let's get into these top 10. So uh, some of the things you can do, and these are just ideas, and they don't all necessarily go together. In fact, some of these are sort of, you, you'd probably 
couldn't do all of these at the same time. But basically, these are just some thoughts for teams that don't have true setters. So the first is the 2DS or Libero 6.2. Okay. I've seen this work great. So you can use a DS as a setter. Typically, they've had some setter training, okay. right? A lot of Liberos are setting the second ball these days. So a lot of times, at least they've been trained in straight and simple. So if you have two of those, you can be in the 6.2. That can work. The second one is to is is a tip and i would say avoid the mistake of taking a weaker player that's below your team's level just because she's a quote-unquote setter so if you don't have a pure setter a lot of times we'll look to the second pure setter and say well this girl's a setter on her club team or whatever so this is our next in line that may not be the best option you may have other more experienced players who can play a more of a complete game that will help your team well and it, it might be right now that she's know, not that, that setter you know might be a little bit better than let's say your best athlete uh but in two weeks Give it won't be close time. exactly <laughs> exactly just because people think they're setter doesn't mean they're a setter right and sometimes you got to kind of you know yep guide them a little bit so three train everyone just talked about this okay like if you don't have a setter one of the things you should do right away is start training everyone to set and see who takes to it if someone likes it and they're gonna be into it um that's probably something to give some credence to i have well. a new term for that i don't know if i've talked about this no. learning velocity have you heard that a little bit but tell them i love this i so love this. learning velocity how fast do kids learn because that's going to impact who we choose to be in those in those places where hey you're training a setter hey if i have one kid and her learning velocity is super high and she's going to be super fast learner that makes that's going to impact my decision making i'm going to choose her way quicker than i will choose a kid who doesn't learn as fast absolutely and if they're into it if they like setting right. like, oh I, did you extra see how reps I, like, went right. yeah. all that stuff really yeah. matters number four don't overemphasize quote unquote hands I think coaches all too often say this setter has hands, quote unquote, meaning she can deliver a clean ball. I think that's relatively easy to teach. And so I don't think that should be the biggest consideration. Of course it matters, but I think you got to look for someone who can manage the game from a, from a complete game standpoint. So just because they can set, do they have composure, right? Composure is obviously super important for a setter who's going to be touching the ball. Can they run the ball down? Stuff like this. I think, hands is over the how about dealing with adversity that's composure oh, really. absolutely right. but dealing with adversity absolutely right. because especially, you're going to make mistakes well and they're new to it yeah. Right. yeah so and um especially well if you don't have a setter you know you're probably pulling from some other position to uh to add to that so there's going to be some holes so you're going to have some adversity yeah. right so number five train an athlete that can chase there's i love that so much times that they're chasing there's the, the times that they're in the pocket in high school volleyball are few compared to the times that they're running for the ball. Yep. So that's five. Six is sort of an idea. The big setter four two. You never see this on high school, but if you have like a right side who you can turn into a big setter, and if you have two of those or even one, you can go into a five two or even the four two. And if you really don't have a setter, you want to be making easy sets. Right. So go into the four two. Why not? Let that let that big setter dump some balls and set some simple ones. Slides. How about well and, and just being creative Be with creative. systems. I love that. And yes. hey, if, if that person happens to be your best hitter, 
then maybe you pull some kid out of the back row to set free balls. Yep, absolutely. Yes. And just you say, hey, you're going to set the whole time unless we have a free ball yep. when you're front row. And we're going to pull a setter in and we're going to set you. Yep, we're setting you, you every hit time. the best. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you want to hit the middle? Okay, we'll, hit, we'll set you in the middle. <laughs> oh, you want to hit on the left? We're going to set you on the left. I love <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So. And I feel like coaches avoid the 4 2. And I can understand in some re reasons why, but it is a viable option. I wish more people would consider for certain situations. I wish I was better at teaching a slide and we did more of that because I, I think that's a real, you know, we're in the 5-1 right now and we're having problems because we have our hitters in front. Um, and even we have one in the slow tempo and, and people are just ganging up on us and we just don't, we're not spreading the net enough. So teaching the slide, I think, in that 4-2 is great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you want to be an aggressive Yep. Um, at, at dumping center. Yep. So, um, this is right up your alley. That aggressive absolutely, dumping yes, center. Turn that's a balls lefty. Um, seven. Take from a position that doesn't impact the game, right? So if you can take from a middle three, let's say, you're not going to be impacting your lineup that much, okay. and or middle two versus taking your outside hitter, who's probably you know may, or could conceivably be your better setter. If you take that outside one, you may be taking too much from the rest of the game, you got to weigh it out. How about if we just take those two good outside hitters and put them in a 6-2 and let them hit left? That's what I, I call that the open gym 6-2. <laughs> we, we did that all the time. And I love it. I think more teams should do that. Yeah, I totally, I think that's awesome. Okay. Number eight, don't make her run. Okay. If the setter's new to it, don't make her run. Everyone's an out of system setter. I, I was going to add, this. that was my addition I was going to make. But if you train everybody how to set a little bit, then you don't have to run it. I don't even want my setter running now. Right. I just want her, I want her great around the net. Right. Now, I, I know I just said get an athlete that can chase. You're going to still have to chase. Okay, along the Right. right. And so, but if you can not run very far, that's going to make it easier. Yep. Number nine, emphasize attack scoring. So emphasize the hitters. So if, if you don't have a setter that's going to be super creative or do all this fast stuff, just emphasize the hitter scoring versus two blockers. Yep. You got to switch your mindset a little bit. And then number 10, libero sets. I've, there's been, there's been a number of kids I've seen. I got, got some publicity for being the setter as the libero. Yep. And so on college teams and stuff, I haven't seen that as much in high school, but I think at least setting on defense, having libero set on defense, yep. kind of combining what you said into it. So there's 10 ideas for when you don't have a pure setter, how you can still manage the game and get some wins. I love it. We solve, solve some issues. I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, we played some schools uh, over the weekend and they had that issue. Oh, you, yeah. You can, you can tell. tell. Yeah, you can, tell. you can tell. And it's frustrating. But if you can do some of these things, there's some of those tweener matches that you can win. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, I love it. So this has been a really, really cool episode. So what do we have for the videos? Videos. We have three videos. Okay. And there are a whole bunch. I, I did a series uh, with uh, Kyle Mishima. Do you know okay. Kyle Mishima? Yes. Rotate one, two, three. Yes. And he did a series of, it was his material, and I actually filmed it during COVID. Okay. And we did a bunch of these uh, little games. Okay. And so there are two videos okay. that... Kyle kind of directed and I, I was the uh, coach actor for him. Okay. And we had a three on three long court that we talked. I'm sorry, we had a three on three short court that we talked okay. about. And that is the 10 foot line to 10 foot line okay. with three kids out there playing a little mini queen of the court. Love it. And I like that one because you can do tutorials on the backside of that because they're only using the 10 foot line. That's a good point. So you have the rest of the court to, to teach if you need to do that. Then some uh, two on two long court. Okay 
which I think that is, you know, a staple for me uh, in so many ways, that two-on-two long court. Narrow court? Narrow court. Okay. Yep, two-on-two narrow court. Okay. So what okay. we call long court. Yeah, you run a lot court. of that, and it's served you well. Well, no, it's, it's it just gets a lot of kids chances. touching and playing the ball. And we like playing that side-by-side, right. and we like playing it front-back. We like playing it blocking and yep. no blocking. So there are a bunch of different ways to play it to emphasize different things with that. That's very cool. And then the last one, uh, it was uh, Kristen Bernthal Booth from Creighton University. Creighton is one of the top teams in college. She is, you know, one of the top coaches in America. And she has her kids playing two contact. Oh, love it. They're playing two contact. So cool. Speed up the game. Contact. And once again, they're just playing doubles two contact. So it's all the reading stuff that comes with setting balls over. Okay. And uh, so fun stuff super fun uh, kids will love it and and you can jump in and play more volleyball yeah i mean so cool so okay I love it. so what how about resource is the resource resource today is for is me your time if you, you got the videos and the resource i got the video and the resource You're doubling today. Up today. i'm doubling up today so all right we well my resource is gonna be an old book and okay. it's uh you know reading books of uh coaches and this guy is a football coach, had a bunch of success and then burnout and a bunch of stuff. Okay. Urban Meyer. Okay, yes. And Urban okay. Meyer. And so Urban Meyer has a book called Above the Line. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's really about this idea of setting standards okay. and how he's been able to set standards in all the programs where he has success. Okay. And I think he started at Utah. Yep. And was very successful there. Actually, mm -hmm. I think it was a Bowling Green first. Yes, Bowling Green to Utah. That's where he to kind of blew Florida. Yeah, and then uh, where did he end up after that? Then he kind of fl he flamed out somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure a little bit, but yeah. he. Uh, I think the guy is a brilliant coach, Absolutely. and we'll put the contacts in the in the show notes. But the book is above the line, okay. and it's Urban Meyer okay. and his coaching philosophy. Very cool. What's a, what's one cool takeaway from there? I just think he has this, once again, we talked about this idea of values and he has this family values that he is, uh, you know, making clear from the start as part of what they do is they're doing this together. And then just the idea of, you know, the name of the book is above the line. Right. So they talk about above line behavior and below the line behavior. Right. And so everything is really categorized like, hey, that's who we are. That's above the line. That's not who we are. That's below the line. And that has to do with some character issues okay. that has to do with the way they play, the way they compete, Very the cool. way they lift, the way they do everything. Hey, you're, that's hey, it's above the line. It's below the line. So cool. So simple thing right there. Right on. Learning from football coaches, how to teach volleyball. But hey, we can learn from all different yeah. types of sources. It's so cool. So I hope people are checking out the resources that we point them towards because we, we try to sort of vet them we really think these resources are like been impactful in our own lives right and that's why we include oh them. that's that, that book every time i go by it i have to open it up so read cool. a little bit so what a killer episode <laughs> this was awesome was a fun one so we talked about how coaches can use the net without mayhem right we talked about what you can do if you don't have a true quote-unquote setter we talked about the videos that they can learn about how to run some of these uh games that you were teaching them. And then we talked about Urban Meyer's book, Above the Line. All what right. an awesome episode. Thanks so much. See you next Good time. Good stuff, Davis. Thank you. Bye-bye.